Hello, one and all, and welcome to the 349th, right? 349th episode of the Quarantine Cast, recorded on August 31st, 2021. We had our fantasy football draft over the weekend. How you guys feeling about that? I got a Packer. I did too. Hey. I got Mason Crosby. Oh. Oh, no, he's wait. Yeah. He's not a good fantasy kicker. Hold on. No, I know. I just it was my last pick. I I don't think I'm going to be keeping him. I have been streaming kickers lately. I'll probably stick with Greg Beleg for a few weeks, but last year I did end up streaming kickers, which is interesting. It's not quite as much of an exact science as streaming defenses. But um, it was kind of fun. Oh, that reminds me. Today's Tuesday. Waivers happened. Oh, yeah. Is everyone cleared? Did anyone pick anybody? I mean, once again, yeah, Lucas can still move his guy to uh, IR. Oh, boy. (laughs) What was that? Lucas has a... I think Lucas is done with the podcast is what that means. Oh, I don't man. Know. Lucas looked at his fantasy team and realized, oh, fuck. I think Lucas is not recording now. <laughs> so, yeah, this is just a duo cast where we talk about podcast. Uh... Oh, wait, did Lucas pick up someone? He might have. That's fair. I think, but... oh, yeah, we were talking yesterday and I, he's like, he wanted someone to fill that roster spot. Yeah. After uh, putting Michael Thomas in the IR, and I, I suggested Marquez Callaway, just because he he's did. the only wide receiver left on the Saints. He did put in Marquez Callaway. Yeah. No, I'm I'm feeling happy. I got my boy Aaron Jones. He slipped all the way to number eight, which is cool. Um, he's fucking bona fide stud, and uh, also Nick Chubb. He was also a bona fide stud. So nice. I'm happy. I'm a happy boy. So. I'm a happy boy. I will always live have to live with the knowledge that I could have had Saquon Barkley this year. So yeah, if Saquon yeah. ends up being like the second like running back two this season, I might want to kill myself, but you know. At the time, I think it was the right pick, even though I had rushed the decision. I had like 40 seconds. I should have I should have thought more deeply and not taken Aaron Jones immediately so that I could have used another minute of time and then taken Aaron Jones in our research. The, let me look back at the draft recap. So, okay, your time runs around and your pick number eight and mm-hmm. nine and the choices are Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Saquon. I guess, like, maybe some people would have considered Jonathan Taylor there, and then um, Tyreek Hill, I guess, would have been the only other, like, non-running back option. Pretty much, I think, so, like, the only three real options were Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, and Saquon Barkley. Right. And, yeah, like you, you just kind of went with like the two slightly safer options. Like, sure, Saquon could come back and play Week One and immediately be Saquon, or he could 
play very little the first couple of games and not really get into the swing of things until later in the season. Or he may may never be Saquon again. <laughs> I, like, Aaron Jones oh. was a no-brainer for me. Like, mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, for me, has the same ceiling as Saquon with a much higher floor. So, yeah, the no-brainer Aaron Jones over Saquon Barkley. Yeah. But, yeah, it was Nick Chubb who I think, yeah, just definitely does not have the same ceiling as Saquon. Like, but his floor is so much higher. His floor is definitely higher. So I I had to do some last-minute research because I went into the draft at the 8-9 turn because we're in an eight-team league and I won the league <laughs> last year. Uh, being pretty confident that I was going to end up with Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley. So I never really did much research into who I'd prefer between the two of them. So when Aaron Jones fell to me, I eagerly drafted him immediately and then went, oh, wait, shit, now I need to decide between the both of them who I want. So I had to quick pull up some numbers and see who I'd prefer. Mm-hmm. And it came out to be Nick Chubb by a little bit. So, yeah. So, how do you feel about your draft overall? Like, uh, sounds like you're fairly happy with your you know early couple of rounds. I know later on in the draft, you were complaining a lot about like, man, I don't, and I don't mean that as like a dig. I mean like you're like, man, I don't like the position that I'm in. I kind of have to take these two guys, but I'm not happy about it just yeah. because it's like those were the only solid options at that spot how do you i mean you feel looking back i think that's everyone right like when you get yeah. towards the later rounds like once i got past galladay and i'm not thrilled about galladay like i don't but like obviously there's a ton of potential there he's the only talented wide receiver <laughs> on the giants really like at this point um so after him, it was like, okay, Mostert, who's probably splitting carries and was really banged up and is 29. Like, uh, uh, Antonio Brown, like the wide receiver three uh, in the Buccaneers offense. Trey Sermon, the guy that Raheem Mostert is splitting carries with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Corey Davis, who actually I'm not too opposed about Corey Davis. Like, yeah, he might I'm- actually emerge as the guy yeah in, i'm i'm somewhat high on Corey davis this season because i think i mean zach wilson's a rookie and i think the jets will be bad but he's clearly like the most talented receiver on that team and zach wilson can throw it fairly far downfield yeah so i think i think it's a good matchup i think he's going to be solid yeah i don't know i i feel really good about my team i think i'm uh solid i like that i even though I had to reach a little bit on Josh Allen. I don't think I really reached on Darren Waller. I think he was actually a little bit below ADP. Um, so I, I got two rock-solid contributors at other positions, and I don't think that my running backs uh, or even wide receivers suffered too much. Wide receivers suffered a little bit, but, you know, what can you do? I have a ridiculously high upside wide receiver, too, in Julio. Like mm-hmm. who, at the very least, is going to be a flex player this year. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Mike Davis, Kareem Hunt, Raheem Mostert potentially plugging in in the in the flex, which I don't know. One of them will probably be flex worthy. And then, uh, yeah, that's uh, I'm 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 happy. I feel like I had a solid solid draft. I usually do though. So, yeah. 
or fifth last season only end up with the number one spot because nobody else wanted to gamble on Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I think the back end, as you saw, like the back end of the second round was starting to get pretty rough. Like it fell off a cliff pretty Mm -hmm. fast. Once you get past like Eckler, I think you're getting into pretty unknown territory with like Mm -hmm. Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon running backs. So I think people were angling for, yeah, like snagging Jonathan Taylor or Austin Eckler and uh, would rather, you know, sacrifice getting a slightly less valuable first overall pick with like Derrick Henry or Kamara. And also like maybe slightly less risk just based on how last season went for Christian McCaffrey. But yeah, it is is one of those things where like it's going to look... A lot of us are going to look real fucking stupid if Christian McCaffrey just is Christian McCaffrey again. Even even if he's like just most of what Christian Christian McCaffrey was, he's going to be the best running back in the league. I don't think that there's less risk drafting Derrick Henry or Alvin Kamara. Like, I don't know. I, I, I think that that shouldn't necessarily be a huge part of your strategy is avoiding a guy who had his first like injury plagued season. No, I the re- so like, full disclosure, I could have chosen the first overall pick and taken Christian McCaffrey and then gotten the last pick of the first or the last pick of the second round like Lucas did. But I just wasn't confident about who I was going to be getting at the end of the second round and like I was pretty confident if I got you know Austin Eckler or uh who are some of the other options going? Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, even like getting Tyree Kill or potentially Saquon or Nick Chubb if they fell that far. No, I mean they're not going to fall that far. It it depends on the draft, but that's, like that's a pipe dream to have one of those guys fall. But like I'm I'm very happy with where I ended up with Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler in the you know first two rounds. Um, I just didn't want to risk getting Christian McCaffrey in the first round and then being stuck with like DK Metcalf or Najee Harris at the end of the second round. But yeah. So I think that's more of it. Like, yeah, if if Christian McCaffrey pans out, he's literally a running back one, wide receiver one, rolled into one mm-hmm. player. Like, yeah. So in reality, you just get an extra flex on your team, uh, which is ridiculously valuable. But, you know, if Dalvin Cook ends up being... 95% of Christian McCaffrey if Alvin Kamara ends up being 95% of Christian McCaffrey like then you know they get that little extra boost of slightly better, better draft position pick. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so yeah, then th- for the rest of my draft um I felt okay about like what I ended up picking but not like super great later on you know like I said, Derrick Henry in the first round, happy with that. Austin Eckler in the second round, really happy with that. Third round comes along, Joe Mixon's there, and I was kind of thinking, like, man, Joe Mixon might be really bad this year. He's got a really, or he might be hurt all the time. He's got a really low floor, but he's got a, a fairly high ceiling, like a borderline RB1, RB2 ceiling. So I, I decided to risk it, and then the only like wide receiver that I was comfortable with taking in the next round was Amari Cooper. And then 
And then I got Chris Carson, which I was happy with getting in the fifth round. But if I would have known I would have gotten Chris Carson in the fifth round, I would have taken Justin Jefferson instead of Joe Mixon in the third. And then I just kind of did what I could trying to find wide receivers with high upside in the later rounds. There was a point where I took, um, who was it? I took Jerry Judy in round seven because I literally did not see Adam Thielen. <laughs> I I had Adam Thielen ranked significantly higher. Like Adam Thielen was the highest ranked guy on my board at that point, like by a, by a wide margin. And I just did not see him on the draft board. I didn't think he was still available. Oh, you gotta re, you gotta organize your draft board, baby. It came back to haunt you. You didn't. No, spend... I just, I just scrolled down. It didn't scroll all the way back up. I was one notch below oh. the highest player, so I didn't. Control I just didn't see F, him. my dude. Well, but why would he control F yeah, for I a wasn't, player that I, he doesn't I just, know exists? Oh, yeah, I just thought he was already gone. Yeah, that's fair. Is there, is there a screen in the ESPN uh, fantasy draft? Uh, window i guess or a tab where you can see what other people's rosters look like yeah as as the draft goes out. okay 100 yeah. that might have been helpful for me but whatever <laughs> next season you can rebuilding it's, it's year. pretty prominent you don't have to like click on the screen i think it literally shows your roster on the left and you yeah. can just toggle the drop down yeah. to be other people's rosters mm-hmm. oh, it, it would show your roster okay. and what your picks were and then it said you know plexiglass protectors for your team and you could click on the name and then choose any other team. Yeah. No, plexiglass protection. Sorry. Yeah. The, the, the plexiglass isn't actually doing any <laughs> protecting. It's, it, it, it's... It's imaginary. Yeah. It's doing nothing for the Vikings quarterback. The plexiglass yeah. doesn't have sentience. It doesn't... Yeah. It's not a being. <laughs> It is uncaring, devoid of any emotion. <laughs> it's just carelessly letting the virus spread. My team name represents the idea of plexiglass, not not actual plexiglass doing anything. <laughs> okay, so Lucas, you took Mahomes in round five. Yep. And then I'm trying to see. And then oh, you took a, a tight end. Uh, Mark Andrews in round. Where was that? You got that in round eight. Round eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty good value. I thought you would take him a lot. He, dra- he drafted Mark Andrews two picks before Tunyon went. So I mean, yeah, no. and Tunyon was supposed to go undrafted. <laughs> like. Yeah, that was kind of my tight end strategy. I thought like oh, I'll just wait until like one of the like very last rounds and and pick Robert Tunyon because I didn't think anyone was going to draft him and I had him ranked fairly highly. Packers, man. Yeah. It, you, so you just, just like, got to put a premium. That that, that's why I just got really lucky. That's why I got really lucky, lucky with Aaron Jones is because uh, Jesus and Shane aren't Packers fans. So Although <laughs> Jesus ironically took Devontae Adams, so he took a different Packer. But yeah, like the only reason that Aaron Jones was able to fall was because the two people directly before me weren't Packers fans. So... Usually, yeah, you have to put a significant premium on Packers players. So I, I'm, I'm honestly a little bit shocked. Oh, no, because Ian, too. Ian's a Lions fan. So, yeah, all the Packers fans just happened to be top-loaded on the draft where it would have been insane to take Aaron Jones over 
McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, or Henry. So that's why I, he made it to me. I will defend to death reaching for Mahomes. That it's a slight reach. I, I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, you you probably could have gotten them one round later, maybe. Like maybe uh, I don't know. One round later for yeah, me is six. It would have been two picks. rounds. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you want Mahomes, then I don't think he would have been there. No, that, that's what I mean. It's just like you know, mm-hmm. I don't see anything wrong with that. If if you really, I mean, oh, if you really believe Patrick Mahomes is a good quarterback, <laughs> um, <laughs> conspiracy like, theory here, but yeah, I mean, like he, he scores a lot of points. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Just scores so many points, dog. Uh, Ryan, what went into your decision-making process uh, when you decided to draft two quarterbacks? <laughs> um, yeah, 14th round comes around. And, I mean, I'm looking at the players available. And I'm like, these guys all suck. And, like, you know, maybe one of them breaks out. Probably not. Like, do I really? Like, it would have been Devin Singletary. Would have been the guy that I would, in theory, draft there. Like, a a guy who is in a guaranteed split backfield, who I had last year and was never really playable. On a team that does not run the ball. Yeah, on a team with who who I would have their quarterback, like, and I know that he both vultures a lot of goal line carries, (coughs) runs the ball a fuck ton, and, yeah, like, in general, they don't like to run that much. And I was like, you know what? I see another quarterback here. (laughs) And, uh... I usually trash people for taking backups, but to be fair, it's usually not in the like literal end of the draft where it doesn't matter anymore. And uh, mm-hmm. I snagged Jalen Hurts because he is a god in my Madden franchise and is now literally like the greatest player to have ever touched a football Haunts my in dreams. that franchise. Yeah, and destroys Andrew every chance he gets. And uh, actually has like a lot of upside too. Like it's not a complete meme pick. Like Jalen Hurts is literally, like, has top four quarterback upside. So, well, having a literal bottomless floor. Yeah, might, like he, might he lose could the literally, job to Gardner Minshew five yeah, weeks in. He, yeah. he could get literally benched if he's bad enough. Like, he, he, But, you know. So I figured, why not? Let's, uh, let's roster him. And I'll probably keep him on the team for a week. And then if he puts up, you know, 18 points or some shit, then I'll just drop him for the hot running back who breaks out or some shit and uh if he puts in an elite performance then i'll i'll probably keep him around and see if he keeps it up get some trade bait mm-hmm. i mean yeah there are some people that waited ian ian likes to wait for quarterbacks a lot so yeah like he waited until literally the last pick to take his starter uh which is tom brady so if that doesn't work out which i think he took tom brady last year too and then dropped him because Tom Brady struggled out the gate. So mm-hmm. yeah, if that doesn't oh. work out, then I'll have trade targets. If I don't, if I remember correctly, I think last year I had Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott got hurt, and I picked up Cam Newton, and Cam Newton was doing pretty well. And Ian had then picked up uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think, after mm-hmm. dropping Tom Brady, and then we traded i traded him cam newton for aaron Rodgers, and then cam newton was awful the rest of the season and aaron Rodgers won the mvp it didn't help me in the long term yeah i was gonna say your team was still utter garbage but yeah 
I mean, good thing you didn't pick up Cam Newton this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got yeah, cut yeah. today. Cam Newton's gone. Mm. I mean, he could go to Houston and be the starter right now. Like, even though yeah, he's right? he's literally washed and everyone knows it. Like, Houston's mm-hmm. starter is to Rod Taylor. Like, yeah, and and it's the same offensive system that they're installing. Like, he could literally step in and immediately be a contributor. So I'm guessing that's why the Pats did it. Also, apparently not vaccinated. And yeah. I can very much see Bill Belichick being a no, get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you don't want to, like, do everything you can to win, like, yeah. don't be on my team. M- missed, like, five it. days of practice because, well, actually, that was weird because he did get tested. He got he he got put on the list for not getting tested, but he did get tested, but he got tested at like an outside medical facility and all players are supposed to get tested inside like the team's facility because mm-hmm. mm. he got he got sent to do like some sort of weird rehab treatment and then got tested that day but like just at a like a walgreens or some shit mm. and then the nfl said like this doesn't count we're marking you down as like missed testing but then because he wasn't vaccinated then he had to miss like five whole days instead of just getting tested again and i think maybe at that point belichick was like "Mm, fuck him so whoever replaced brady was always going to be under an immense amount of scrutiny but yeah doesn't doesn't seem like cam delivered yeah yeah poor cam Mm -hmm. poor unvaccinated boy Poor unvaccinated boy. Get him out of here. Poor go unfortunate fuck. souls. I think I made it publicly. Like I, I think <coughs> one of my goals was to avoid unvaccinated players. I think at least publicly, I pulled it off. Mm-hmm. I know Justin Jefferson's on the Vikings, but I don't think I've ever seen his name come up. As usually, it's the whites on the Vikings mm-hmm. that are really anti-vax for. Their, yeah, whatever reason. There's a um, there's a lot of guys that I think. I mean, there's I'm sure there's under the radar guys. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. But I think I think I managed to at least avoid Wait, publicly. Isn't, isn't Josh Allen unvaccinated? I don't think so. Is oh, I thought he I thought he was like a an anti-vaxer or some shit. Um, I've never seen it. Just because he's white. <laughs> no, because I because I remember him saying at a press conference of like. Someone asked them, are you vaccinated? And then he said, like, that's personal. I don't want to ah. answer that. And, like, you know, right. it's it's a decision that you make on your own, like that type of thing. Sure. Let's see. Although maybe he just said that because he didn't want to piss off Cole Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> He's towing the line. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can Let's see. Josh Allen vaccine. Yeah, I don't know. We'll dig into it. The reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. All right, this is already going to be a nightmare for me to edit. Sorry, future me. Um, yeah, do it. Thank you all so much for listening to the 349th episode of the Quarantine Cast. If you'd like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok for updates. 
Uh, follow us on Twitter at V2 underscore podcast for updates, actually. Do follow us on the other stuff for for uh, highlights, is what I meant to say. Uh, email us your questions and business opportunities, viewing at gmail.com. Act blue link in the description to help a collection of great causes. Support us on Patreon or through the Anchor Podcast platform if you want to help us keep the lights on. And follow me at LucasDeWriter to keep up with all of my writing. Hope you're all having better luck with your day than I am right now. And and that you continue to. Goodbye. Goodbye.